The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay the Red Santi, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid. And as you know, here on our show, we are big fans of music. Pop, R&B, reggae, rock, whatever have you. We love to play it here on the show. But what we want to play is your music. And how can we do that? So you guys want to take and share in our Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, go to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Turnbuckle Tabloid. And just give us a small donation and we would love to share your music on our show whether you're an artist you're a singer you're a rom you're a producer whatever it is that you guys do in the field we want to share your music to the masses and our hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of listeners and viewers and followers so make sure you go to our patreon at patreon.com forward slash terminal tabloid and be a part of our show as much as we want to be a part of sharing your talent. So, hope to hear from you guys soon and enjoy the show. Turnbuckle Tabloid. Cutting a promo. Cutting a promo this week is basically me piggybacking on the conversation that I had on last episode's uh, wrestling rundown, the main event in which the conversation occurred about Bully Ray and Mark Henry's comments about the, I guess, the in ring slash behind the curtain execution of education when it comes to. I guess green or upcoming wrestlers. So more, more of the story came out a little bit more, and I and I heard some sound bites, which I was just basically going off of what I had read because I hadn't heard the uh, the conversation at the time. So uh, the, I was able to, to to read more about it and get um enlightened a little bit more about what occurred. So basically, Bully Ray and Devon were in a match with La Resistance with Sylvian Grenier and Rene Dupree. And, you know, they, they, they work their style and they pretty much do what they do. Sometimes they can work a little stiff. Sometimes they can work a little rough and such. And after the match, they went to the back and Grenier, who basically has already had already at that time built up a reputation of being a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, an ass. Yeah, an ass. Because apparently not many people like them so much that. Uh, there, there was uh, stories in which Undertaker had uh, instructed other wrestlers to shit in his bag, which is a timely tradition in the wrestling world. Basically, if you don't know what that means, that means, uh, yeah, basically just what I said. Someone takes a shit in their fucking um, their gym bag, or dumps up fucking um, a large bag of dog turd or whatever into their gym bag or their luggage and shit. Time on a tradition in wrestling. So when Gagne. Garnier had uh, issues with the match. That's when a bully slapped the shit out of him. And um, John Laronides got involved afterwards, and he tells, you know, he, he instructs bully, well, you know, you can't be going around slapping uh, talent like that. We can't get around with that. And bully instructs him, says, listen, when you was in Japan and you was in a ring with X, Y, or Z, and you would have done that, wouldn't they slap the shit out of you too? And well, yeah, you got a point there, but you still you still can't be doing that here. You can't be slapping you can't be slapping wrestlers around like that. So on my main event, I had spoken about basically what my opinion was for that, and then there was this whole conversation on is this a thin line of bullying? Is this a thin line of, of workers um, not having 
a um, a basic understanding of, of, of ring work? Is it uh, uh, a conversation to where there's something more to it? Is there uh, more beyond it? And we had the conversation also that week of JBL and his involvement and uh, I guess his his uh, uh, newsworthy event that occurred where Mano Ronaldo and such. So it became more of a discussion about it, is it still prevalent in WWE or in wrestling in a whole where bullying is still existing and i i had i i i looked at it in two different instances where there's bullying and then there's wrestlers either working each other or teaching each other or uh smarting them up or just basically having a difference of opinion an example of bullying was when you had um the stories of Dynamite Kid and what he would do with the guys in the back, especially when it was um, Jacques Rougeau, and they had their their falling out and such. Watch Dark Side of the Ring, ladies and gentlemen. That was a case of bullying. Then there's also that thin line to where it's ribbing, where if you guys don't know the terminology for ribbing in wrestling, is where it's uh, practical jokes. The guys are, are horseplay, or, or as I would say, pulling a rib. Joking around where they would put um, shaving cream in their wrestling boots or um, lace the other person's drink with a fucking narcotic. That's a rib. I think that's a crime, actually. That second one is actually might be a crime. I, I, I haven't gone to law school, but I'm pretty sure that's a crime. But yeah, that's been um, that's known as a rib. You know, just you know, shenanigans. But there's been the instances where people have have. Um, expressed that they were bullied in the locker room and such. I, 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 I'm going to go and say that there is a thin line be- between this, right? But it's also a line in which in these two spectrums or possibly three spectrums to where people don't get what basically is what differ- it, it, it's different from each one. Bullying becomes more uh, a rib becomes a bully if it becomes more persistent and more malicious. That's when you can find out that someone has a disdain for an individual or really, really doesn't like them or they know that they can get a rise out of them. So they continue to do it. And this is why a lot of wrestlers have this this um, this practice to where when a rib does occur, it's called uh, no sell. Don't don't. Don't act out. Don't complain. Don't tell anyone. Don't 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 bring it to the attention of the bosses. Don't even freaking get angry. And usually, a lot of times, is when you no sell it, the person who's pulling the rib gets bored because it's like, ah, this person's boring. They don't say they they they're not they they're, they're no fun, and they'll leave you alone. Then there's the instances where it just like I mentioned with the dynamite kid and the Rougeau to where it got to a point to where it just became mean, and that's where the heat began. Heat, meaning um, it got hot, got angry, um, and, uh, a, a strong negative reaction. I don't, I don't have a glossary in front of me for wrestling terminology. I kind of just know certain things. So after a while, that's when the landscape changes to where ribbing becomes bullying. It gets a, you know, once it becomes more a little bit more personal, a little more uh, aggressive, a little more malicious. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Henning and Owen Hart were known as probably the best ribbers in the business back in that time. And anything that they did, everyone took it as jokes. There was never really any pure instance of uh, animosity or anger when they, when they pulled off their ribs because it was, you know, it was their moment in time. And there's certain people who pass the time that way, especially in um, back in that day, they didn't have, you know, which, you know, the conversation was also brought up that, you know, the locker room's a bit pussy now because uh, these guys don't do like we used to do back in the day. Everything else now is just about, you know, getting on their video games or going and looking good on social media and such. Yeah, because you guys didn't have it back then. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's back then you was either playing cards, playing dominoes, having a couple of drinks, having a, a pill or a weed session or you were you know with the ladies that's what that's how y'all entertained yourselves back in the days it wasn't the um the whole 
you know, the, the, the way that you entertain yourself opened up after 2021 or uh, after, excuse me, after 2000, 2001 and shit. Everybody has started uh, found, finding ways to, to entertain themselves, keep themselves busy between shows and uh, between matches. So the art of possibly the rib has, let's just say it hasn't been well documented lately because people don't want to be labeled as a bully, especially in this newer landscape. They don't want to be labeled as a bully. And also, there's another thing to it. Some people just don't like practical jokes. I Listen, me, I love to have fun. I'll crack jokes. We can have a, a road, not even a road session, because I don't, well, I kind of do. I, I kind of do get into road sessions as well. But it, everything is also done like with wit and jest. It's never really like malicious where you call them. You never really want to cut too deep, you know, because you, you, you still are just, you know, it's, it's joking. You guys are hanging out. Practical jokes has never really been my thing. I've never been the kind of guy that put the fake ice cube with the bug in it in the cup or the um, the exploding cigar or cellophane on the on the on the toilet seat. So when you pee, it splashes back on you. Whatever. I've never really been into that and I don't like it done to me. And I make that clear. I don't like pranks like I don't I'm not into that. And mind you, if it's done to me, uh, I, you know, like got a no sell because if you don't sell it. It fucks up the joke, basically. We've had people call in the show. One person in particular who, who I know you are, you fucking ass. And they'll call in with uh, a joke phone line. And it'll be like a Chinese food order or whatever the case may be or whatever. And you just no sell it. There's people who fucking, what the fuck you calling my show? You got another fucking river? And why? Just no sell, click, continue the conversation. But that's the purpose of the the person doing it it's because of that so now in wrestling transitioning back into that everyone is so afraid of being labeled a bully or not even having that not a bully but a prankster or or or, or yeah just to be a bully because they know with the social climate what it is these days that social media and the internet will take an instance to where it's the smallest of the small and make it bigger than what it is and now you you have this tag and this and this label on you now i was discussing the issue with with uh bully ray and mark henry and yes bully ray has a history of being an ass of being obnoxious and being very aggressive with certain people because he's one who takes his craft very serious and there's many people who are known to be this way like i mentioned earlier punk has said that he came in that way uh, New Jack was a guy who's who was been known to. We've seen his fucking form. His bullying almost became murder at one time and shit. But he might have a point because the guy he was wrestling with fucking almost killed him. So then you know you have other guys who have been known to her. You know to to basically harass or uh, take their 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 matches to another level just to uh, one up the person or to take out their grievances. Or uh, get their receipts, get their receipts, meaning that if you did something to me that I didn't like, I'm going to get it back to you in front of people and you're going to get their receipts. There's a there, there, there's those individuals in which JBL is another one who's been known to uh, rib and also been known to bully and, uh, uh, other wrestlers and such. And, you know, like I said, you only see it from those these days who are um, in a certain generation. In a, gener- in a generation that uh, uh, that an I'm in or is coming up behind me, another person who's been known to bully has been has been Loki. Loki's been known to be a guy who takes his craft very serious and will get at a, a get at a wrestler and you know torment them in the back because he doesn't like them or he just feels as though that they shouldn't be in wrestling. That's the other thing too that there's an, there's individuals in the business that just feel like you shouldn't be a wrestler, so they take it out on said individual and it's like dude that's not your call that's the promoter's call promoters book them go in there do your job and then walk out and if you don't like wrestling the individual just always tell the promoter i'm not wrestling to do it again i recently posted a video on tiktok of an instance to where uh loki took his disdain for another wrestler to another level this happened in the early uh early mid 2000s where loki and a wrestler known as derange or having a match, and right off the bat, Loki just made it a quick. Like it, 
I, I wouldn't say a shoot. Well, it kind of did look like a shoot, but he, he was very aggressive. And um, the, apparently the backstory was that, was that uh, he wasn't a fan of the younger guys coming up and making wrestling more of a, um, a jokey style of, 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 of sport. So he wanted to make an example of Derange. I always wanted to get him on the show. I should, I should reach out to him again. But Derange is another one who's a little bit of an ass. I met him a few times and he could be a bit of a prick. So, yeah. Um, so I go back to the instance where we were discussing last week, which was what Bully did with the, with the tag team with La Resistance was uh, Savion Garnier. Was that considered bullying? Was that or considered aggressive? I mentioned earlier about how there should be some kind of understanding between both parties in the ring who are wrestling each other, what their style is or how they work or if you, you know, do some kind of research about them. And when you're able to put together some kind of chemistry, or even if there isn't any chemistry, at least a match that the fans can enjoy, that, that's all that matters, you know? But at least get an understanding, like, this is how I work. This is what I do. Uh, you've seen my work. You know my history. At the end of the day, a lot of times, certain things go into egos. And not recognizing that people who are coming up behind you may not understand what you know because you came up before them. I'll give you an example at my job. I I, I came into my job and... The, the the program that they had at my job was already like three years ahead of me. I came in and I didn't know. All the thing I knew was what the the department was and what I'm coming in with my own personality my, and my personality and my work, my work rate and how I connect with individuals, be it staff or patients, whatever. Right. Other than that, I didn't know anything else. I didn't know about how to handle certain cases and stuff. I just, I just, when I came in, no one didn't want to school me. And that's what happens in, in instances, especially in wrestling, that people are afraid that if they school you about the position, about the job, about the work, that you're out to take their position. And that's not the case. The case is that you want to educate those to better the job that you're in, to bring... Uh, provide a, a service to said area, be it wrestling, be it uh, the DMV, be it uh, a convenience store, or be it where I work at. There's a there's a level of education, respect, and knowing that as long as I know that you're doing what you're supposed to do, it makes everything work for us. And at my job, we didn't have that. I got one or two people who sat there and I guess uh, felt that I was a, a good fit for the job and they smartened me up. They put me under their learning tree, more wrestling terminology, and and schooled me on, on how the job functioned and how to deal with patients. And after some time, I come in and... and I'm a quick learner once I'm, once once you let me know about certain things. I'm I'm on it. And then if I could tie in what I know from where I came in from another sector to what you're telling me, which is more important because with that, I'm already smartened up to how to deal in certain situations and stuff, I become an asset. I don't become a threat. I'm an asset. And a lot of wrestlers believe the same to where the fact of where their job is being not as a asset to the company, you're a threat to me because you're going to take money away from me. You're going to take you're going to take uh, 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 bread out of my family's mouths. But in fact, bullies is about insecurities, people who are insecure about themselves. And when you're insecure about yourself and what you're capable to do in the ring, outside the ring, at a job, outside the job, in your personal life. In a, in a relationship, bullying is all about being insecure with yourself and what has brought you to that level to where you need to find superiority over others, be it professional or in your personal life. So there has to be a gauge in which we have to look at not the situation, but 
the individual in said conversation. So if you you sit there and, and you 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 put on the table a person who has these traits of of being a bully or whatever, it's all about why are they there? Why is it this? Why is this a problem? Why is this person being this kind of personality in your livelihood? What insecurities that do they have that we are dealing with in the environment or in the space in which we work with them in? Believe me, I've I've grown and and been around many bullies in my life, and I found a lot of these bullies to be very pusillanimous when it's broken down because once you break them down in one or two ways where you you approach them physically or you break them down intellectually they start a realization in which they know not to deal with you in a certain way in wrestling it's about like i mentioned earning your spot getting your spot knowing your role knowing who you are in the business, not everybody is going to be world heavyweight champ. Not everybody's going to be Ric Flair, Roman Reigns, John Cena, Kenny Omega. Not everybody's going to be that. Not everyone is going to be the most charismatic individuals. Not everybody's going to be a Jeff Hardy, a MJF, a, a, a CM Punk, Brian Danielson. Not everybody's going to have that. But it's knowing about your role and where you are in said promotion company or business. And you're either going to be one of those individuals that play your role or you're going to thug your way to a certain spot that you know that you're not fit for. And there's also individuals who sit there and act as this role as being the teacher, educator, the 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 person who is going to be the quote unquote uh, locker room leader. But really, all you doing is thug your way in up. Because you think that you have that fucking swag to do it. Undertaker is known to be the locker room leader for years. He's known for it. But yet, I have yet, to this day, heard any mention of him thugging or bullying his way to any position in any promotion. Because it's all about one word that I have not said yet in this conversation. And the word is respect. You get your respect by earning it. And people earn their respect by different means and measures. And in wrestling, and I want to talk like I'm an insider, but I'm not. But the only thing that I do know is that it's no different than any other world and any other spectrum in a, in a professional livelihood that we live in. You earn your respect by giving respect and being able to listen and communicate and learning from each other and educating each other and also passing down wisdom to those that you feel and deem that are ready to listen to it. Because even at my job, I have people who will come in and they think that they're the hottest and swaggiest and hot toddiest of shit. And I'll drop one breadcrumb to them. And this is how I would measure my my uh, uh, understanding of who you are as a person. If I say one certain thing to you, I measure what your response to me with how you're going to be. I'm not even going to say it to you because I, 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 this is something that I use personally and I use it in my business wise. And it's not, and it's my own personal and business way uh, of measuring someone. And it's worked 100% of the time. But I'll say this to an individual. And if you come off and not give me the proper response that I deem acceptable, and it's let's just say that if it de- if if it, if you're you you come off more arrogant and more uh, um, profound in something that you really don't know about, I put my hands up and I go okay, and I leave it as that because I feel it out, and that's what I I think what gets lost in the transition of and not only professional life or in uh the world we live in but in in wrestling is we lose the fact that you got to feel something out first and that's how i feel it out in the case of what we spoke about with bully ray and mark henry i look at it as two individuals who didn't 
mesh well at this at what's what 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 their job was, and then rather than having a conversation to getting it done, and plus, Garnier had already um a history. Bully was re- was ready to take the task with him about it, and if Garnier was ready to go and talk to the brass about the way he worked before talking to the individual. I can see where there's a beef. I can get that. Same like I mentioned about the JBL thing where JBL was working and making comments about Ronaldo. He was doing it as a gimmick, but there wasn't a conversation into where to say, listen, I'm going to be, you know, burying you as my gimmick. There wasn't there was no connection. There, there was no uh, uh, conversation about it. And when you get a person who has already a history of being an asshole or being a bully, then of course it's going to be carried over. Then we could talk about what the real bullies are, which is happening in this world. We'll talk about the real bullies who are going to school board meetings and telling said officials, threatening them, going to their house because they don't agree with a mandate. You're going to somebody's house for something that has to do with a livelihood. And it's on the job things. That's bullying. You're bullying an individual because of their religious belief, because of their livelihood of uh, of their lifestyle, and you're bashing them and and targeting them for that. That's bullying. Bullying is when you you you're sitting there and 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 chastising and 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 going on people's pages or or attacking them personally because of their their religious beliefs or their race their heritage and you're constantly having to 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 denigrate something that you have no understanding of or even a part of or doesn't even affect your own livelihood that's bullying we live in a world where you think that just bullying comes from the schoolyards or uh uh your 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 next door neighbor who's upset because your tree hangs over one inch over their property line and every every day they have to remind you of it and constantly beat the shit out of you uh, verbally because of it. We live in a different age right now, different era where people are, are twisting their beliefs and their, and their freedoms to being able to say that I can say what I want and do what I want because I, I, I live in a country that, that gives me this freedoms. And it's like, no. I also have the freedom to, if you continue to come into my space, I'll punch you in the fucking mouth. And that's my way of ending bullying. But at the end of the day, we also have to look at what do we do beyond that? Because I think I'll tie it up in a bowl at the end of this episode. But we also look, we also have to look at, we also need to know how and educate ourselves. What's bullying? What's educating? What's a measure of internal space? batting and what's just people fucking with each other and i think what the bully ray and mark henry situation is is that what's lost in the translation is it's not bullying if it's a constant if it's a one moment thing then we can isolate that as a a misunderstanding if it's a constant then we should be able to have a discussion on what are we doing here if the behavior is a constant? But I think we, we lose that in translation. And um, not to say that I'm defending the actions of Bully Ray and Mark Henry because um, I think it's kind of naive when they say that, you know, uh, the, 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 the landscape is lost and wrestling won't go back to where it was until it wasn't. No. And like I said in the, in the last episode, you fucked it up because you didn't know how to fucking talk to these kids. You guys... You, 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 like I said, you guys, and, and I'm not going to say that I wasn't, I was sharing locker rooms with them or having beers with them, but you hear it in the conversation in which they said, it's like, it's either these guys didn't listen to you or you didn't talk to them one way or another or, or another, because nowhere in that conversation that I hear you say, yo, I had a conversation with this person and that person, whatever. Mark Henry had heat with Leo Rush for, for, for the time being. And now they're cool. How that happened? Why it happened? 
Who the fuck knows? But the only thing I do know is that it became a major fucking issue on social media, and which it shouldn't. Everything should be handled in the fucking locker room, and that's it. No one should be bringing this to, to the limelight. No one should be making it as part of a newsletter. This should be an issue that be done back there, Papa. There should be no kind of banter on a fucking podcast or, or blog or any kind of fucking radio show to discuss why such in this person has heat and and have commentary through you know outside medians everything should be handled by two men in a in, in, in a situation that's isolated and i mean men i'm not saying women don't have these issues they do as well but but i'm saying men as in humans they that, that's there's no need to for it to escalate unless it needs to be uh uh have a a, a moderator in between but other than that Let's 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 um let's realize what's real bullying and what's not. And I'll finalize that in my closing of this uh, of this episode. When we come back, I have a few things I, I want to uh, discuss more on the show. Uh, just have a quick synopsis of what's going on with the WWE King of the Ring and Queen's Crown tournaments. I hate that fucking name. And um. Want to share what's my um favorite things going on right now in uh, wrestling? So, guys, don't go anywhere. Stick around. Check you guys in a sec. What's going on, everybody? Tony G here, better known to the world as Josie's boy, aka your girl's favorite artist. And today, I'm here to tell you about my company. Painting in Blue. Painting in Blue is a creative house established in 2017 and we specialize in handmade custom leather goods. We coined the term luxury minimalism because we believe even in your everyday life, no matter how much running around you have to do, you can still stand out and be fly. We create everything from luxury handbags to wallets and some of the best leathers you can find that you would love to carry on a day-to-day basis. So if you believe in looking fly while you handle your business while pushing fashion forward, make sure you guys go to paintedinblue.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at underscore painted in blue on Instagram and on Facebook at painted in blue. This is the King of New York, EC Negro, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. <laughs> fans I'm new here so I'm just trying to test it out see how we do it I um I came across this app and I said I know a lot of hip hop people my people's out there BK stand up you guys are wrestling fans as well so I so said let me just, let me just have a conversation with you guys Turbo Tabloid been been in the uh, been doing that thing here for almost five years, and uh, we took that New York shit, took that Brooklyn swang and all that, and uh, we're big wrestling fans here. So uh, just wanted that conversation with with the masses here on Caffeine, and uh, this is live for record for the podcast we got going on now. And oh uh, yo, what's going on there? What's going on, Miko? What's going on? Hey, what's going on? I'm getting more love here. How you going? Hi, Juanita. What's going on? New here to Caffeine. Just checking it out. So, uh, what I wanted to talk about this week in wrestling was um, uh, I'm not happy what's going on. I'm not happy what's going on with WWE, especially when it comes to the kings and queens of the tournament they have running now. And it's, it's abysmal, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's just abysmal. I'm, I'm happy that the landscape has spread now to where that we can now uh, watch other shows that are available to us because we had been pigeonholed so long with WWE 
And that was our only outlet for quote unquote wrestling. But yikes. And for guys who, uh, who are watching us on Caffeine right now, make sure you check us out on all the podcasting outlets on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you can get podcasts. Yeah, that's where you can find us. Turnbuckle Tabloid. That's where you can find us at. And um, yeah, uh, it's a long running. We've been doing this for a long time. So uh, just bear with me. I'm just I, 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 I wanted to just jump in on, on this platform because I want to test it out. And so far, you guys have been running better than Facebook. Thanks. So I want to talk about what's going on with the WWE's uh Kings of the uh, King of the Ring tournament and Queen's Crown. Wow, I am um, I'm at a loss for words because this is a this is a a a part of this is a part of of, of wrestling where the fans will gravitate to easily. You guys should be able to enjoy this because it, it's uh it's uh, it's a tournament to where you don't know what can happen, but. As a promoter, as a booker, you can book certain matches that will make sense and also cause longer running storylines. And right now, they are missing the boat with this. And I don't understand why. For instance, you had an easy run to put Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods in a match. Who would not want to see two dominant individuals in the tag team division, as well as two strong, inspirational black men, our peoples, who could square off and be an example of of a strong work in the wrestling ring? Why wouldn't we do this? Why wouldn't this make sense? I'll wait. You also had the, the, the opportunity to grow an individual like I don't know, Ricochet in this match. Why didn't we do that? I don't know. I, I, I you put him in a in a match with, with with Woods, which is okay, but this is a this is a tournament where you can either break out a new star or you can break out someone who is basically getting their redemption run. Honestly, Xavier Woods doesn't need this run. Doesn't need it. It's almost as like you're giving him a cookie for being around for so long and he didn't get the same accolades as Kofi did and now Big E. I think right now you're um you're actually doing a disservice to him by doing that. Does it make sense for you to do that? Please pay no mind to the ambient sounds of New York City behind me. That's what it is when you're out here in the hood. You get the sounds of the trains and shit. So I um I'm not I'm not I'm not happy on what they're doing on that spectrum. It's not it's not doing anybody a service to put that over. Same could be said about what they're doing to the women's division. Granted, many times I've given the women's division shit, but it's not that it's not warranted. It's because of we're still lost on what you want to do with them. You already you have your top people there. You have you have your Bianca Belairs, you have your um you have your, your your Becky Lynch, you have your Charlottes, you already you have your Sashas and even your Baileys. You have your your top fives up there, but yet what do you do with the rest? You have an, uh, a a woman that's been on a roster for the longest who should be killing it. You have Sasha uh, um um Shayna. Shayna's up there who's legit and you put her in a in a, in a shitty predicament. You also get uh, uh a new up and coming out there, you got Dewdrop. Dewdrop should be somebody that's like, woof, that you could push her to the next level. And you got her winning on a roll-up. Really, guys? This is what we're doing? We got her winning in a roll-up. And she's not, and it's not like she's a small um, wrestler. This She should be dominating. And you have a winning in a roll-up. Come on, guys. Let's let us let us be real here. What, what What is it that we're actually doing here? Honestly. And let's, and let's look at, um... Let's look at what we guys on the tournament itself. You have women who are having barely three minute matches, barely three minute matches. How? Why? What? Have we digressed back to the divas ever? And this is what we're doing these days. 
then you're squashing women that basically are getting love by the fan base. This is why you are getting the response from the ratings and the people who want to be a part of your universe because you're not listening. You're not paying attention. You're not, you're not, you, I, you don't care. You don't care about what's going on. And I, I've been saying that WWE is shooting themselves in the foot and they've been doing it for the longest time. I really don't think they care that much. I really don't. I think the almighty dollar has become more of the importance than the fans. Mind you, I say this like I don't know this already, but yes, the almighty dollar has become more of the become more of the importance than what the fans are. And it sucks because there's so many talented women on that roster that really needs to get their recognition. And they're not right now. Don't get me wrong. There's some in there that's like, what the fuck are we doing here? I I mean, let's be honest. But there are those like the Liv Morgans who've been busting their ass. Uh, Even a Dana Brooks. I I could see her. She's getting bashed as well. Um, Shayna's finally get her her, her wrecks again. Like that's needed. Once once NXT was um, abolished. In, in her career, like it, that shit doesn't even exist anymore because they don't want you to even know that she was their champ there and was was crushing it. You know, where's Asuka? We don't know where she's at. We still get these. Um, how the fuck does Dewdrop win on a roll up with fucking Natalia? Natalia should be putting her over easily without a fucking roll up. Who who even who even knows how to make sense of this? But still, there's something to be said about it. But you know what? There has to be an an outcry or a backlash for this. And it's coming soon. It's got to be. Because the person who's booking this is not going to have the job for long. And I'm not going to say that the the, the women's division needs to have, you know, 10-minute matches, 15-minute matches. If you're not main event caliber, God, give them the five to seven-minute match. They could work it. Six to eight, work it. The problem is is that you 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 need to fill that slot with nonsense and bullshit commentary and fucking segments that means nothing that no one gives a fuck about. But yet you're still sitting here thinking that this is the be all end all of wrestling when you got companies that's in the back going, keep it up, keep thinking that we don't fucking uh that we don't exist, keep thinking that we don't we 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 don't have the next coming happening. We're one or two bookings away storylines and a fucking an audience that we need to gravitate to that we will fucking take over your ratings. You still might be the king because you still will be the Disney of fucking wrestling. But when it comes to fans appreciation and audience recognition, you slide, fam. You will slide. So I think that um, I think this tournament is a prime example of what WWE really gives a fuck about when it comes to their fans and those who watch because the ones that we want to see go over the ones that we want to see in matches the ones that make sense logically for fans to want to see and be a part of you drop the fucking ball again because i really don't think anybody in the back meaning their agents not or writers or whoever the fuck it is that's doing the the, the booking back there has no clue of what the fuck the wrestling land base wants and it's important. It's unfortunate. And you should be you be striking right now while the iron's hot because people want to watch wrestling again. But you're not doing it. Once again, you're gonna sit back and just be like, mm, whatever. And with this tournament, you could have you can make a star. And it looks like you already know what it's gonna be. You already you're you you've already it looks like you already have your decision as either it's gonna be Xavier Woods or Sami Zayn or um of course, the queen has to be a fucking heel because it doesn't make any sense if it's a face. But even so, it's like you could have booked this so much better where you've had expanding storylines to where people would have had um, more intrigue into it. But what do I know? I'm just a wrestling podcaster. When we come back, we're going to have a discussion about Red's favorites. And uh, don't go anywhere, guys. Stick around. And for you guys who I was uh, testing this out on caffeine, thanks for being a part of it. See you guys later. Check you guys in a sec. Hey, this is D. Wilson from the D. and Antonio podcast, and you are listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. On a positive note. 
It's Red's Happy Time! everything seems so negative on, on the show this week uh, it, it's not negative i just i think i just have to share yeah it's been kind of negative i don't know it has been but it, it but with that it I'm, I'm trying to drop knowledge at the same time i mean that's just the part of what we do here you know it might not be a happy time but at least there's some knowledge in it and education shared right um so for for this segment I want to share songs that make me happy in wrestling or get me amped up or excited and hyped. Songs that are excluded will be um, CM Punk's and Moxley's because copyright, whatever. So I um, I want to share certain songs that get me hyped up and uh, get me excited to uh, watch a match or just listen. To. So the first ones I'll, I'll share this. So I, I'll play it. And then you guys, while you're listening, you tell me what it is, all right? All right. favorite song to hear. love that song I, I i don't know why that that song just gives me the chills <laughs> i i I, uh, I get mad because he's not on tv so much so i don't get to hear the song I, it fucks me up uh here's another one uh another uh another one from aew it's actually um oh uh, you you hear it you know what it I'm not sure whether or not I can play that. I don't think I can. But shut up. Um, yeah, I think that that was um, Punk's earlier song on WWE. I'm not sure if that's copyright free, but I, that's another song that I get hype from. It's my shit. Uh, that that yeah, yeah that that one always gets me hype. Uh, oh, here's the one. Hey, here's another one. Ready? Okay. This one, I'm not sure if this is copyright because this is actually this actually sounds like an Evanescence song, so I'm not sure whether or not this is. Because all I hear is you are who I don't know that this one is this one's a hit or miss. I'm not sure. Just a heads up, I'm not playing Judas. I'm not going to do that. Uh, it's a sing along, but I'm not doing it. Because honestly, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I I know it's a sing along, and I did sing it at Grand Slam. Because do what you do, uh, do as they do, as the Romans do when you're in Rome. But yeah, no, I'm not. I'm no, I'm not gonna doing that. 
Okay, so here's my other one. It also plays well, too, with the video. Because people don't know what the video is. It's Paperboy! I don't sleep because my head's on fire. I hate creeps and I hate liars. Oh, you want the grave cat secret that I never tell. I'm up in heaven, but I came from hell. I fell. So do you. I fell. It's Paperboy when you see a video. I, I, I gotta admit, I, I, I like, I like Darby shit. That shit is fucking hilarious. It's, it's, um, I get excited when I hear it. Here's another one I get hyped when I hear, and it, it, I'm like, shit. I could, I could always picture myself using this as a, as a theme song for, uh, my, if I was a wrestler myself, or like for this, for this, uh, podcast, I would have used this. Kevin Owens, such a hard fucking intro like that, and you treat him like shit. Oh, God, I hate you. Fucking hate you, WWE. What the fuck? Jesus. Uh, let's do a couple of more. Let's see. a douchey song but i fucking love it i i i i I don't know it just it fits him but it doesn't fit him but it fits him i i i love it i love that fucking i I love this this thing for him uh what else do i have such a quintessential like wrestler song ricochet's theme music is like you get excited to see a dude come to the ring ready to pop with a song like that i don't what the what what are we doing with him what are we doing with him fuck jesus i have a i have a comparison i have a head-to-head let's see if um you guys are um you guys, you guys will tell which one you like better. All right. I will have, um, I'll play one and then the other one. Hold on. Come on. 
Smart thing was the the uh, the composers. They knew that they had to put the signature for for Adam Cole in that song. You which is boom. So let's see how they do it here. You know what's all about the And it's funny because he finds a way to do it at the uh, at the exact time because you know the composers know him. But it, it, for me, it's always it. it this is always the um, the one for me. Shock the system. It's like you, you're not gonna see that again. It's just like the fuck. Oh, oh my god. When you hear the music, it just makes you think about ugh. Why? 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 Ah, uh, yeah. I'll close it off with that. Um, probably in up, uh, upcoming episodes, I'll um, I'll play my my favorite um theme music from different uh territories and promotions and such like that. But as for for now, those are the ones for what I'm hearing this day and age. Those were my favorites right now. So um, yeah, ugh, that, that I swear to you. And to close out this week's episode, I just want to say that um, the whole I guess thesis or the theme for this week was just bullying and um, what makes you feel good or, or your insecurities or whatever have you, whatever. But I um. I've come to the realization that um, society is just cruel and mean. And I'm not even talking about globally. I'm talking about in our country because the true essence of bullying is what motherfuckers do behind their phone and computers. 
none of you people would actually talk the shit that you talk if you are face to face to someone. In all reality, social media is fake. It's not real because real people do not exist there. Real people exist when you see them in front of you because they will have to show their true self in front of you behind a screen behind technology they could be whoever they want to be in this day and age we're looking at a society that wants to sit and bash individuals and cancel culture individuals without even having an inkling of what these persons are going through or what a lifestyle or a race or a religion really is i i i recently saw the dave Chappelle stand up and as a connoisseur and a favorite of stand-up it's become a thing to where comedy isn't comedy comedy anymore because everybody is so offended by any little thing and it's because generationally we've gone from individuals who grew up on the hard knock life to those where we come on the next generation where we have to protect our children from it and it's not protection it's education it's learning i have my own 14 year old who she's her own little social justice warrior and i tell her i was like you can't be like that all the time because in life it's great to 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 look out for those who can't look out for themselves But there's also a world out there to where we have to embrace the funny and embrace what our world is there for in reality, in the real, because we're there face to face. The phones we pick up, the fucking laptops we use, that shit is fake. Comedians, documentaries, whatever those, those livelihoods that... Or trying to convey truth. That's what makes us as humans. Reading a book. Newspapers. Uh, 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 um, uh, intellectual uh, uh, um, references. That's what's making us be better. Everything else is just fake. And it's fake because you people don't understand the bigger picture is is uh, the bigger the bigger picture out there for us is as much as you talk about how wrestling is fake look behind the curtain look underneath the skirt of the ring look in the boardroom or the writing room in the depiction of the uh world we live in they want you to embrace lies they want to to embrace bullshit and the truth that you're looking for is not from fucking higher ups and 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 and, and uh, uh, the idols that you believe. Let's kill the real bullies. Not physically. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. Metaphorically, mentally, intellectually, let's kill the real bullies because the real bullies out there is trying to prevent you from being healthy mentally physically and 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 uh uh, intellectually let's kill the real bullies and even religiously if that's what you believe in but with that being said use those powers that be to take the negative and what you've embraced in life and make it the real positive because this day and age all we see is a bunch of motherfuckers that just want to be downtrodden negative because in reality they're the real bullies because they're insecure and we're seeing it everywhere in our fucking country and in our fucking day-to-day lifestyles make sure you check us out on all the social media let's check us out on a like group page make sure you make sure you check us out on the all the the social media outlets in uh instagram twitter wherever the fuck we're at just make sure you follow us there and always check us out on the podcasting rageworks network and then rageworks.net guys it's been a long night and um i got like fucking another six pack to go but i just want to make sure that you guys uh understand that i appreciate you guys for listening and 
being a part of the show and we have much much coming your way door is knocking 300 is not too far away so make sure you are part of that and be a part of Turnbuckle tabloid and share and share and like and let everybody know about how we keep it a buck here so guys i'm out of here i'm gonna um, probably do something for tiktok maybe not who knows uh but <laughs> thanks for being a part and um take a bump y'all i'm out laters Turnbuckle Tabloid. Three, two, one. Turnbuckle Tabloid.